This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome one and all. It's the Chris Salcedo Show, and we start off the show with breaking news. We're going to skip the flip around the day because everybody on cable news anyway is focused on the event that's happening right now in the in the Senate chambers in one of the uh, one of the adjacent offices or hearing rooms as the intelligence committee is hearing is hearing from the Attorney General of the United States Jeff Sessions and we'll get to you live here in a second to what's happening Mr. Sessions is reading an opening statement but let me take you back in time to about 3 or 4 minutes ago when Mr. Sessions said this let me state this clearly colleagues i have never met with or had any conversation with any russians or any foreign officials concerning any type of interference with any campaign or election in the united states further i have no knowledge of any such conversations by anyone connected to the trump campaign i was your colleague in this body for 20 years at least some of you and I participate. And the suggestion that I participated in any collusion, that I was aware of any collusion with the Russian government to hurt this country, which I have served with honor for 35 years, or to undermine the integrity of our democratic process, is an appalling and detestable lie. So uh, that's the attorney general just moments ago, and I I think he has a point, because if you want to find a senator who colludes with foreign governments, including the former Soviet Union, you would have to go back to the days of Ted Kennedy. He actually colluded to undermine a sitting president, Ronald Reagan, with uh, the Russians to to, to get actually colluded with the with the Soviet Union to stop Ronald Reagan's re-election. You, ha- you have to go back all the way to, to, the, to Ronald Reagan uh, to, to detail Democrats' treachery in this regard. I'm, I'm not trying to filibuster. I, just, I know that Mr. Sessions is about ready to um, wrap up his statement. And when he does, I want to get some of the first questions in from at least one Republican and one Democrat. Here's what I suspect is going to happen today. 
is that Jeff Sessions will be answering questions, much like James Comey was answering questions. Not about the Russian influence on our election. As a matter of fact, you can't even hear Democrats talking about that these days. They, they can't, they're not talking about what Russia did to try to influence our elections, not at all. It's all about bash Trump, which was pointed out to Jack Reed, a Democrat, on Fox News Sunday, Democrat from Rhode Island. Uh, Fox News Sunday's Chris Wallace, to his credit, pointed this out. But, but forgive me, Senator. I mean, I, I watched all three hours of the hearing. Right. There was precious little talk about what the Russians did. It was all about President Trump. Well, it was about President Trump, but uh, Director Comey made several, several points very emphatically that we should understand that this attack, this hostile action by the Russians was unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented how? Democrats really didn't much care to get to the bottom of that. Uh, and not only that, but it seems that James Comey had, what, two or three minutes? Two or three minutes to say, yeah, this is a, this is a problem. Uh, and the rest of the time, you Democrats, no, notice how Jack Reed didn't say, oh, we Democrats actually focused on that because they didn't. So, and I, I think that's what we're going to get a steady diet of today. Uh, Richard Burr is about ready to uh, start questioning Attorney General Sessions, let's listen in. Committee sensitive materials should be used relative to your questions. With that, I recognize myself at this time for 10 minutes. <coughs> General Sessions, um, you talked about the Mayflower uh, Hotel, uh, where the president gave his first foreign policy speech. In, it's been covered in the press uh, that the president was there, you were there, others were there. Uh, from your testimony, you said you don't remember whether Ambassador Kislyak was there, the Russian ambassador. Is that correct? I did not remember that. Um, I did not remember that, um, but I understand he was there. Uh, and um, so I, I don't doubt that he was. I believe that representations are correct. In fact, I recently saw a video uh, of him coming into the room. But you never remember having a, a, a conversation or a meeting with Ambassador Kislyak? I do not. And there was, in that event, was there ever a private room setting that, uh, that you were involved in? No. With uh, other than the reception area uh, that was shut off from... Uh, um, I guess the main crowd, um, a couple of dozen, two to three dozen people. I would take for granted in an event like this, the president shook some hands. Yes, he came in and shook hands in the group. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that there were some staff that were with you at that event. Um, my legislative director at the time. This your, your, your Senate staff? Senate legislative director. Uh, who was a retired U.S. Army colonel who served on the Armed Services staff with Senator John Warner before uh, she joined my staff. Breaking news, the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, talking about Russian collusion live on Capitol Hill right here on the Blaze Radio Network and the Chris Salcedo Show. Of the campaign for this event. I came there as a interested person 
uh, very um, anxious to see how President Trump would do in his first major foreign policy address. I believe he'd only given one major speech before. That would maybe at the Jewish APAC event. Uh, and so it was a, an interesting time to, for me to observe his uh, uh, delivery and the message he would make. That was my main purpose of being there. Now, you reported two other meetings with Ambassador Kislyak, one in July on the sidelines of the Republican convention, I believe, and one in September in your Senate office. Um, have you had any other interactions with government officials over the year in a campaign capacity? I, I'm not. I'm not asking you from the standpoint of your yeah, life, but in yeah. the campaign capacity. I, no, Mr. Chairman. I, I, I've stretched my, racked my brain to make sure I could answer any of those <clears throat> questions um, correctly, and and I did not. I would just offer for for you that uh, the when asked about whether I had had any meetings with Russians by the reporter in March. We immediately recalled the conversation, the encounter I had at the convention and the meeting in my office and made that public. Uh, I never intended not to include that. I would have gladly have reported the uh, meeting, the encounter that may have occurred, that some say occurred in uh, the Mayflower, if I had remembered it or, or if it actually occurred, which I don't remember that it did. General Sessions, on March 2, 2017, you formally recused yourself from any involvement in the Russian investigation being conducted by the FBI and the Department of Justice. What are the specific reasons that you chose to recuse yourself? Well, the specific reason, uh, Mr. Chairman, is a CFR, a Congressional uh, Code of Federal Regulations, uh, put out by the Department of Justice, part of the De Department of Justice uh, rules, and it says this, I'll read from it, 28 CFR 45.2, unless authorized, no employee shall participate in a criminal investigation or prosecution if he has a personal or political relationship with any uh, person involved in the conduct of an investigation uh, it goes on to say, uh, for political, uh, uh, a, in a, a political campaign, and it says if you have a close identification with an elected official or candidate uh, arising from service as a principal advisor, you should not, you should not uh, participate in an investigation of that campaign. So, would you so many have suggested that my recusal is because I felt I was a subject of the investigation myself, that I may have done something wrong, but this is the reason I recused myself. I felt I was required to under the rules of the Department of Justice, and as a leader of the Department of Justice, I should comply with the rules, obviously. So did your legal counsel basically know from day one you would have to recuse yourself of this investigation because of the current statute? Well, I do have a timeline of what occurred. Uh, I was sworn in on the 9th, I believe, of um, February. Uh, I then, uh, the, on the 10th, had my first meeting to generally discuss this issue where the CFR was not discussed. Uh, we had several other All right, folks, a lot of this is in the weeds. Uh, uh, the... Time. 
Attorney General dictating why he recused himself, what rules that he is complying with to uh, for this recusal. I think the w- real fireworks will happen when we start hearing from Democrats on what line of questioning. And let me make a prediction that Democrats will scantily ask about Russia's interference in these elections. They want to tar and feather the administration. We'll get back into it on the other side of the break. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, Senator Mark Warner about ready to start uh, grilling Jeff. Let's listen in. Committee and other committees as appropriate. I don't think it's um, good policy to continually bring cabinet members or the attorney general for multiple committees going over the same things over and over. I know other members of the Judiciary Committee or Appropriations Committee may want well, they, to raise I'm those sure, issues. But let me just ask about this committee. I just gave you my answer, Thank Mr. You. Uh, what about, can we also get your commitment, since there will be questions about some of these meetings that took place or not, that we could get access to documents or memoranda. What Mark Warner was asking here, folks, I just want to bring you up to speed, is that he hoped, and he's, he did this in his opening remarks, his rather lengthy and boring open remarks, Mr. Warner wanted to make sure that administration, that uh, Mr. Sessions would come up to the hill, the hill any time that he was requested, would come back over and over and over again. And this is, uh, and the Democrats are actually doing the tactics that I wish the Republicans had done, which was to call up administration officials constantly and get their butts in front of committees to make them justify what Team Obama was doing to the American people. Uh, The Democrats showed us the way. Of course, Republicans didn't want to. Well, no, no, we have to have the business of the American people. Right now, uh, or back in the Obama era, it would have done us well to slow down the apparatus of Mr. Obama and his destruction of, of, uh, of America as he saw it and the implementation of his brand of socialism. Right, You're hearing Mark Warner asking Jeff Sessions here is, hey, will you come back every time we ask so we can continue to get these administration officials up here mired in these, these hearings so that they can't do any of the work they were hired to do by the president and by the American people? I have no idea. I've not talked to him about it. Now, if the, we commit to this committee not to take any personal actions that might result in Director Mueller's firing or dismissal? Well, I think I probably could say that with confidence because I'm recused from the investigation. In fact, the way it works, uh, Senator Warner, is that the acting Attorney General, I'm, I'm aware of investigation, but I just wanted to get you on the record that you would uh, not, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rose, with your recusal, you would not, you would not take <laughs> any actions to try to have Director, uh, Special Investigator Mueller removed. Uh, I wouldn't think that would be appropriate for me to do. Yes, sir, I agree. Uh, to your knowledge, have any uh, Department of Justice officials been involved with conversations about any possibility of 
presidential pardons about any of the individuals involved with the Russia investigation? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'm not able to comment on conversations with uh, uh, high officials within the White House. That would be a violation of the communications uh, rule that I'm I have to. It, is that uh, just so I can understand? Is the basis of that unwillingness to answer based on executive privilege or what? My it's a long-standing policy of the Department of Justice not to comment on conversations that the Attorney General has had with the President of the United States uh, for uh, confidential reasons that really are founded in the co-equal branch powers in the Constitution of the United States. But, but that, so, but just so I'm understanding, does that mean, are you claiming executive privilege no. today, sir? I'm not claiming executive privilege because that's the president's power. And He I wants, no Mark, Warner, Mark Warner is trying to write CNN's headline, trying to write MSNBS's headline. Are you claiming executive privilege? You want executive privilege? I'm going to say executive privilege one more time. Will you agree, Mr. Sessions? Anyway, suggesting that I have had any conversations concerning pardons. Totally apart from that, uh, there are privileges of communication within the Department of Justice uh, that we share, all of us do. We have a right to have full and robust debate within the Department of Justice. We encourage people to speak up and argue cases on different sides, and uh, those arguments are not I would, to I would be hope revealed. So. Historically, we've seen that they shouldn't be revealed. I would hope that the, you would agree that, since you've recused yourself from this investigation, that if the president or others would uh, pardon someone during the midst of this investigation while our investigation or director Mueller's investigation that would be uh, I would think problematic let me um, I, I want to one of comment has anybody talked about pardon Test nobody's talked about pardon this, this this is mr. this is mr. Warner again trying to write and generate headlines for MSNBS and for CNN and for other bi biased press outlets to say, oh, what about this What this idea about pardoning somebody? That, that would be really bad. And nobody's talking about it except for the Democrats. Um, did you ever have a conversation as a superior of Director Comey with his failure to perform or some of these ac accusations that he wasn't running the FBI in a good way or that somehow the FBI was is in turmoil? Did you have any conversations with Director Comey about those subjects? I did not. <laughs> so you were his his superior, and there were some fairly harsh things said about Director Comey. Um, you never thought it was appropriate to raise those concerns before he was actually terminated by the president? Uh, I did not do so. Uh, a um, memorandum was prepared by the Deputy Attorney General. Uh, who evaluated his form performance, noted some serious problems with it. One of And you agreed with those? Uh, I agreed with those. In fact, uh, Senator Warner, we had talked about it even before I was confirmed and before he was confirmed. It's something that we both agreed to, that a fresh start at the FBI was probably the best thing. It just, again, seems a little... I could understand that if you talked about that before you came on, you had a chance for a fresh start. There was no fresh start. Suddenly, we're in the midst of the investigation, and with timing that seems a little peculiar, the, what kind of, to, at least to me, was out of the blue. The No, no, no. The investigation's been going on since last summer. D d does Senator Warner not understand? Does Senator Is Senator Warner this dumb, this uninformed, or is he hoping that all of you out there are this dumb and uninformed?
This investigation by Director Comey into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia has been going on since last summer, nearly a year. What do you mean, out of the blue all of a sudden? This isn't out of the blue all of a sudden. That, that, that is very disingenuous on Senator Warner's part and very partisan. My understanding was that um, the president's son-in-law, Gerald, uh, Jared Kushner, was at, that, was at that meeting as well? I believe he was, yes. You don't recollect whether Mr. Kushner had any conversations with Ambassador Kislyak at that session? I do not. Okay. And to the best of your memory, you had no conversation with Amb- Ambassador Kislyak at that meeting? I don't recall it, Senator Warner. Um, it would have been, certainly, I can assure you, nothing improper if I'd had a conversation with him, and it's conceivable that that occurred. I just don't remember it. But there was nothing in your notes or memories so that. When you had a chance, and you did, and I appreciate, correct the record about the other two sessions in response to Senator Franken and Senator Leahy, this one didn't pop into your memory that maybe in the overabundance of, ca- of caution that you ought to report that this session as well. He's sitting there saying he doesn't remember. And it wasn't a session. It wasn't a meeting. He appeared at the same place where the Russian ambassador was. In my mind, that's not a meeting. Senator Warner, but there they are, setting setting the narrative, folks. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Guys, I don't want to dominate the entire show with the Attorney General and what he's in, in what he's up there doing. I get, let me give you some general impressions before we dip back in. I think he's handling himself pretty well. He is slipping up on a couple of occasions, referring to this Senate committee as his colleagues, and they're they're no longer his colleagues. I I, I still get the impression that the Attorney General is trying to settle into his new job as as AG and not being a senator. And as you heard him articulate, he was a senator for an awful long time. Uh, That was one problem. He also, this this answer about, uh, I mean, he he had a prepared statement that I thought was done very well. And I, I, I just, if I were one of these witnesses, I... I, and especially somebody with the political acumen and the understanding of how the Senate works, I would love to throw it back in, in some of these Democrats' faces. Excuse me. I thought I was brought here to talk about Russian collusion with the United States. Are you alleging, Senator, that I colluded with the Russians? And if so, let me hear your evidence. Are you alleging that, that President Trump colluded with the Russians? If so, where's your evidence? Because everything I've heard talked about says he hasn't. And I've recused myself from the Russian investigation, so I don't know. So, uh, Senator Democrat, why don't you tell me? Where's your proof? Where's your proof? Uh, the Attorney General is speaking with another Republican here. Let's uh, dip in. Did you hear even a whisper or a suggestion 
or anyone making reference within that campaign that somehow the Russians were involved in that campaign? I did not. Okay. No what would you have ever. done if you'd have heard that? Well, I would have been shocked, and I would have known it was improper. And headed uh, for the exit, I suppose. Well, maybe. Right. Uh, so this was... Um, uh, you know, serious. This is a serious matter because what you're talking about is hacking into a private person or DNC computer and ob obtaining information and spreading that out. That's just not right. And I believe it's likely that laws were violated if that actually occurred. So it's an improper thing. Mr. Sessions, um, has any person from the White House or the administration including the President of the United States, either directed you or asked you to do any unlawful or illegal act since you've been Attorney General of the United States? Uh, no, Senator Rich. Thank not. You. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator Feinstein. Thanks very much, uh, Mr. <laughs> Chairman. Uh, welcome, Attorney General. Thank you. Um, on uh, May 19th, um, Mr. Rosenstein, in a statement to the House of Representatives, uh, essentially told them that he learned on May 8th that President Trump intended to remove uh, Director Comey. When you wrote your letter on May 9, did you know that the President had already decided to fire Director Comey? Uh, Senator Feinstein, uh, I would say that I believe it's been made public that um, the president asked us our opinion. It was given, and he asked us to put that in writing. Uh, and um, I don't know how much more he said about it than that, but uh, I believe he has talked about it, and I would let his words speak for themselves. Well, on May 11th, uh, on NBC Nightly News, two days later, the president stated he was going to fire Comey regardless of the recommendation. So I'm puzzled about the recommendation because um, the decision had been made. So what was the need for you to write a recommendation? Well, we were asked our opinion, uh, and when we expressed it, which was consistent with... Uh, the uh, memorandum and the letter we wrote, uh, I felt comfortable, and in, in, uh, I guess the Deputy Attorney General did too, in, in providing that information in writing. So do you concur with the President uh, that he was going to fire Comey regardless of recommendation because the problem was the Russian investigation? Senator Feinstein, I guess I'll just have to let his words speak for himself. Uh, I'm not sure what was in his mind explicitly uh, when we talked with him. Did you ever discuss Director Comey's uh, FBI handling of the Russia investigations with the president or anyone else? Uh, Senator Feinstein, that would call for a communication between the attorney general and the president, and I'm not able to comment on that. You are not able to answer the question here whether you ever discussed that with him? That's correct. And how do you view that since you discussed his termination, why wouldn't you discuss the reasons? Well, I, 
those were put in writing and sent to the president, and he made those public, so uh, uh, he made that public. So you'd had no verbal uh, conversation with him well, about the firing uh, of Mr. Comey? I'm not able to discuss with you or confirm or deny uh, the nature of uh, private conversations that I may have had with the president on this subject or others. And I know that um, how this will be discussed, but that's the rules that has you know, been long others, adhered to by the Department of Justice, as you know, Senator Feinstein. You're a longtime colleague, <laughs> but we heard Mr. Coates and we heard Admiral Rogers say essentially the same thing, when it was easy just to say if the answer was no, no. Well, the easy would have been easier to say if it was yes, yes, but both would have been improper. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. how exactly were you involved in the termination of Director Comey? Because I am looking at your letter dated May 9, and um, you say the director of the FBI must be someone who follows faithfully the rules and principles who sets the right example for our law enforcement officials. Therefore, I must recommend that you remove Director Comey and identify an experienced and qualified individual to lead the great men and women of the FBI. Do you really believe that this had to do with Director Comey's performance with the men and women of the FBI? There was a clear view of mine and of uh, uh, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein as he set out at some length in his memoranda, which I adopted and sent forward to the president, that we had uh, problems there. And it was my best judgment that a fresh start at the FBI was the appropriate thing uh, to do. Uh, and when I asked, I said that to the president, is something I had adhered to. Deputy Rosenstein's letter uh, dealt with a number of things. When the, uh, Mr. Comey uh, declined the Clinton prosecution, uh, that was really a usurpation of the authority uh, of the federal prosecutors in the Department of Justice. It was a stunning development. The, the uh, FBI are, is the investigative team. They don't decide prosecution policies. And so uh, that was a thunderous thing. He also commented at some length on the declination of the Clinton uh, uh, prosecution, which you should not normally, and you shouldn't do. Uh, policies have been historic. If you decline, you decline, and you don't talk about it. There were other things that uh, had happened that indicated to me a lack of discipline, and it caused controversy on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and, and I, let's not let's not forget, let's not forget. Just on this point, much has been made about about Comey and how a lot of confidence was lost in Comey among the FBI, uh, the rank and file in the FBI, which uh, McCabe and others have said was just patently untrue. However, however, when you drill down and you ask specifically, which Democrats are not interested in asking, but Republicans have, what was the reaction of the rank and file, the n numerous FBI agents 
who were assigned to the Clinton email investigation. What was the reaction and the confidence level in James Comey when he jumped out there in front of the cameras? When he jumped out there and acted as basically judge, jury, and executioner on, on this matter, as Attorney General Sessions just rightly points out, he rightly points out that what, what James Comey did just wasn't done. He, he had undertaken a usurpation of the, 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 the prosecutors inside of the Department of Justice whose job it was to make that determination. His job was to investigate and turn over the evidence. Here's what we found. And James Comey used as an excuse the non-recusal of Loretta Lynch who inappropriately met on the tarmac with Bill Clinton and who she gave the command to James Comey not to drop an investigation uh, uh, but gave the command to call a criminal investigation something else to help out the Democrat who was running for president. That was the only command given to James Comey. And he didn't feel the need to jot that down on a memo and leak it to the New York Times, did he? No. And James Comey, when he got up there in this, uh, nearly a year ago now, in this press conference, and basically said, yeah, you know what, Hillary Clinton broke the law and, and several of her, her people broke the law, but we're not going to prosecute because no prosecutor in their right mind would prosecute. It, the, the people who were in charge of gathering the evidence in the Federal Bureau of Investigation on that case, they were demoralized and dispirited. And that is true. And that has been reported on and given in, in testimony that, yes, those individuals who thought they had an ironclad case against Hillary Clinton and her violation of the law, they were incredibly disappointed that all of their man hours, all of their work had been for naught because James Comey needed to satisfy his boss, Loretta Lynch. The James Comey who dutifully called the criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton a matter because he wanted to do what was best for the Democrat. And when he was given an inappropriate command by a superior, felt no need to write down memos and to leak to the press. However, when he was given a, a hope from President Trump about the Flynn investigation, he felt compelled to jot that down and leak that to the press. I think this is a wonderful, a wonderful juxtaposition and it reveals what kind of man James Comey is. He may have been a, a competent FBI man, but he was a dedicated Democrat, it would seem. At least he played very hard for that team. Telephone number, you want to reach out and say hi, folks. Uh, it, it, I would encourage you to do so if you want to uh, comment on what you've heard so far. 888 Some of you guys are already weighing in on Twitter, which is at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. Be right back on The Blaze. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. Of course, the fireworks start happening uh, right when we go to break, but Senator Wyden is in a back and forth with Attorney General Sessions right now. Let's see if we can... As we end the hour, get some of these uh, fireworks in here. Of Director Comey, when it violated your recusal? It did not violate my recusal. It did not violate my recusal. Uh, that would be the answer to that. And the letter that I signed represented my views that had been uh, uh, formulated for some time. Mr. Chairman, just if I can finish, that answer, in my view, doesn't pass the smell test. The president tweeted repeatedly about his anger at investigations into his associates in Russia. The day before you wrote your letter, you, he tweeted that the collusion story was a total hoax and asked, when will this taxpayer-funded charade end? I don't think your answer passes the smell test. Well, Senator Wyden, I think I should be allowed to briefly respond at least and would say the letter, the memorandum uh, that Senator, uh, that uh, deputy, uh, Rosenstein wrote in my letter that uh, accompanied it uh, represented my views of the situation. I'll ask that on the second round. Thank you, Mr. Senator Collins. All right. Well, uh, Ron Wyden, of course, thinking that uh, Jeff Sessions talking about his subordinate, writing a letter about his subordinate, James Comey, was somehow out of bounds because James Comey should have been insulated because he was investigating Trump collusion with Russia. And that Attorney General Sessions, who directly oversaw James Comey, had no right to comment about it. Oh, but Loretta Lynch has every right to come down and say, hey, look, uh, when it comes to Hillary Clinton, I don't want you to call it a uh, uh, criminal investigation, which it is. I want you to call it a matter instead. Oh, that that's okay for the Democrat Attorney General to do. But when the Republican Attorney General is asked to give his opinion of James Comey. Oh, that's somehow off bounds because the Democrats are relying on James Comey to find something, anything, that can tie Donald Trump to the Russians. The problem for the Democrats is that something doesn't exist. So they gotta keep this little charade going as off as long as they possibly can. I'll be right back, folks. Hour two, next. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.